You know, this year we have been focusing on how to know God better. And for the next few months we want to talk about the character of God. Who is God? And what sort of characters does he have? Romian 15:13. We are going to speak about one of the Lord's names and his characteristics. 15 verse 13. God of hope. What a beautiful name. We are so happy to be worshipping a God who is a God of hope. One of the most comforting words and names that the Lord has given himself. Psalm 146 verse 5, David says, Blessed are the person who, whose God of Jacob is his helper. And his hope is on Jehovah God. And then Psalm 62 says this. 5 and 6. O oh my soul, O oh my soul. Um, be silence in the presence of the Lord. Because uh, my hope is from God alone. He is my um, found, foundation and he's my salvation. Many times in the word of God it talks about how our God is a God of hope. And we are living in a world that is hopeless. And then we need to hear about God of hope more. So how we can hear about how he is our hope. And you know that even these days for believers, there is a lot of hopelessness. And of course, today, through the internet, many people hear this message. And I'm sure that a lot of them have this problem with hopelessness. There is a story saying about somebody who was who dreamt that Satan was sitting uh, in the market selling his stuff. One of the items that he had on sale had the most price on it. 
And then that was hopelessness. And then it appeared that hopelessness, that item, had the most customers. If Satan can mix one person hopeless, then it should, to be sure, he will bring so many other miseries on, on, upon that person. Everybody runs away from miserable people. But I run away from hopelessness because it is the root of every misery. And today you can see that how many things can make you one person hopeless. And in the life of believers, of course, there is a lot of hopelessness For example, when we don't receive the answer to our prayers, we start becoming hopeless. We lose hope. Sometimes events happen in our lives that we did not expect and when it happens we lose hope and sometimes we encounter you know failures and that makes us lose hope Mm. the past for the things that has happened in our past sometimes it reminds we are reminded of, and then we lose hope. Sometimes we look into future and we can't see any brightness in there, and then we lose hope. Sometimes we come to a, uh, to a dead end in our lives. We can't see a way anywhere out of that place, and then we lose hope. Sometimes we see that our lives aren't, isn't fruitful and we lose faith. Sometimes we compare our lives to others and because we see ourselves less than them, we lose hope. And so many other things. Hopelessness happens in believers' lives as well. Even those who are powerful in the Lord. Yeah, Churchill, the Prime Minister of Britain. Second World War, he was the Prime Minister then. And he was a very loved uh, Prime Minister. In his books, he writes how much he lost hope and he was uh, suffering because of hopelessness. And then he uh, said that the, the hopelessness that sometimes attacked me was was like black dogs attacking me. And such a high position person, such an educated person, and without hope. And he was saying, as soon as the hopelessness was, I knew that it was raining over me. And some and sometimes I was thinking maybe it would be better if I just threw myself under a train and then got free from all this misery that comes with this hopelessness 
Sometimes you may say that you know, surely that doesn't happen to believers. But you can see in the lives of believers that the hopelessness like that happens a lot. I'm going to remind you of it later. But our God, who is the God of hope, when can he be our hope? Whenever as a human being, uh, humanly speaking, we see ourselves in a very low position, the Lord can be our hope. When you see no strength within you, and you feel as if you've come to the end of yourself in your strength lost everything and we have no hope to go forward and then in your uh, attitude you see everything dark the Lord of Hope that is when the Lord of Hope will intervene why do you think that the Lord told Abraham that I'm going to give you a child at the age of 75 and waited another 25 years before he gave it to him he was nearly 100 years old and he still didn't have a child His wife was Sarah, was 90 years old. On that point, humanly speaking, it was impossible for Sarah to be pregnant. That's when the Lord intervenes. He is the Lord of last moments. And the last minute when uh, Sarah was actually laughing at the, in the fact that he was, she was going to get pregnant, the Lord made her pregnant. In the Iranian church, we have a sister that some of you may know her. Her name is Nasrin. Yeah, and Jalal is her husband. Yes. Sister Nasrin became pregnant 11 times. And she lost the baby every time. She had gone to every sort of doctor that you can think of. Iran, England, other countries couldn't find anything, any way forward. And in that bad situation, they came to the Lord. And man and wife both repented. And after the salvation, they got saved. She became pregnant once more and she lost the baby again. 
And this time they went to Sam and said, but, but we are believers now. How come the Lord didn't answer our prayers and keep this one, this baby? And Brother Sam, uh, as he is in that peaceful manner, had to reply that just give the Lord a chance. Of course, 11 times they've gone through this, this couple. And, and they thought that, oh, Brother Sam doesn't understand them. They don't, he doesn't know that they've gone through this 11 times. And he's asking us to give the Lord another chance. Sam said that uh, the Lord will do it on his own time. And then the twelfth times, the Lord gave them a child and healthy child. And they gave him the name um, Elijah. And Jalal uh, has got a mechanic shop and he called it Elia Motors, yes. And then after that they continue to have another child. And of course they're all in the church now. And then that, that wasn't something the doctors did. This was definitely God's work. When all the hope was gone, not only in Abraham's time, but the same God functions in the same way now. And in very terrible situations, the Lord comes forward with hope. Let's look at this spiritually. When spiritually we feel really down, and in every thing, we, we think that our relationship with the Lord isn't the way it should be. And then for a long time, we feel dry and we feel uh, spiritually uh, barren. And then we feel emptiness inside us. Is there any hope for our spiritual life then? Azra, you can read uh, the, word, the, the book of uh, later, 10th uh, chapter. It was a very difficult time for Israeli people then. And then he, Yezra was very sad on that time. And then the believers had got married with non-believers. And of course, their offsprings were not believers. They had become, you know, there was a lot of friction in them. And the, the Lord's commandments was not kept properly. In that really difficult, bad situation, Yezra had shaved his beard. And he had fasted. And with hopelessness, he was looking to the Lord and saying, what are you going to do now? On that moment, a man of God came to Yezra and said this. Tenth chapter, two, cha two verse. Ezra. Why are you sitting in this situation, Vekas. wretched situation? Get up. Even in this 
terrible time for Israel, there is hope. Even if in this bad situation, there is hope for Israel. Praise God. And this is the God of hope that I'm talking about. Ezekiel, yeah, if you look at that, 37 chapter. Ezekiel, God shows Ezekiel a big desert. And they were showing all these dried bones. And dried bones scattered all over this desert. The Lord asked Ezekiel, do you think that these dried bones can become uh, breathing people one day? Ezekiel says, I don't know, but you only know God. Even he was hope, had lost hope. And then the Lord said to Ezekiel, these dried bones that you see in the desert is the uh, condition of my people. They said that our bones are dry like that. Our hope is finished. And we are corrupted and we are finished. But you go and tell my people this. Go and uh, prophesy on this bones. And when he became the prophet and started prophesying, these bones started having flesh and then skin. And then he says, you carry on prophesying so that they can receive a spirit and, and breath. And they, started, and they got up like, a, like a soldiers. And the Lord said to Hezekiel, I'm going to do the same thing to my people, just like I showed you here in the desert. I'm going to take them out of all these bones of dry bones. And I will put my spirit on them. And I will take them out of their graves. And I will take them to their own countries. And then I will change the condition of my people. This is our God, God of hope. At the time that when spiritually we are in a very bad situation, difficult situation, the Lord is our, the Lord of hope. No one, Jesus uh, didn't say to anyone that there is no hope for you. Jesus was giving a very simple and clear Over message. Whoever God gives me is going to come to me and whoever comes to me I will not turn them away. Amen. I will not turn them away. Whoever uh, any kind of man that you can think of. Any kind of attacks that you feel. Or any kind of situations that you are in. Any kind of needs that you have. Any kind of limitations that you feel. Any kind of depression that you are in. The Lord has a way out. He is our hope. 
And Jesus, even those people who were corrupt and they were that fallen, he lifted them up. Peter, Peter denied him three times, but Jesus didn't lose hope on him. And the thief that was on the cross next to him, last moment of his life, but still there was hope for him. And there was a... Shenatov, um, I think, a pornicator. Oh, yes, a, a, a fornicator, a man in the church. Corinthian church. Very bad situation she was in. And she was in, you know, uh, committing adultery. And she wasn't feeling ashamed of that at all. Oh, he was a man, sorry. And then he kept coming to church. And with this woman who... And he was a believer as well. And the church had accepted him. Paul said, throw him out of the church. Because he was influencing others with his sin. And then he said, give him up to Satan. It was a very bad punishment. So that he can be punished. Maybe the punishment will wake him up and so that he can repent. Do you think that there is hope for someone like him? Then the second Corinthians, he says, and then of course a while had gone, time had passed, and the man uh, who was put out of the church had, was broken, Satan had a good go at him. And then Paul said that now accept him back and don't let him, uh, you know, be crushed. And you can show him kindness now. And then we lift him up. And don't let him be crushed and stay out there. Forgive him. Accept him. I have accepted him. Someone who you have committed to the hand of Satan, he rescued it and brought it back. If there is hope for someone like him, then what do you think? Who hasn't got hope? There is hope for each one of us. Even the, even the worst person that you know on this earth, there is hope for that. That's why we are not going to lose hope. Because we are worshipping a God of hope. The worst illness that you can think of. The, the illness is that humanly speaking there is no hope for that and we can see how the Lord actually healed those people a sick person who 38 years he was waiting to be healed and then he was sitting by the pool just waiting for that movement in the um, water once a year and he was waiting for someone to throw him into the water at that specific moment so that he can Yeah, the first person who fell into that pool apparently got healed. And this person by the time he was moving
moving to get into the pool, someone else would jump into it. Jesus knew that he was in this sickness for years. He went straight into him. He missed all the other uh, sick people around and went straight to him. And he asked him, do you want to be healed? What a strange question. You had to show the desire to be wanting to be healed. He had to show that he had faith to be healed. He had to show that he had hope for healing. He said, yes, I do want it. But what a sad word after that. Yes, But I have no one. I am alone. I am wretched. I don't have anyone who can push me into this water. And 38 years I waited here for the pool. But he still had hope. Jesus said, now you have someone. There is hope for you. Get up. You don't even need to get going to the pool. The God of hope healed him. And a lot of uh, ill people, sick people like that who have been suffering for years. There was a woman who was bleeding for 12 years. No, there was no hope for him, medically speaking. But as soon as he touched Jesus' clock with faith, then his bleeding stopped immediately. Another man was 18 years, he was, she was um, hunched like that. 18 years. And Jesus met with her and said, stand up straight. After 18 years, there's still hope for you. So just because you had a problem for many, many years and you don't have any hope for this, have continue having hope on Jesus because he's a God of impossibilities. Another question I have from you. This is a dangerous question I'm asking you. I'm asking you this question. You don't have to lift your hand up, but you can answer that in your heart. Is the, has, has there been a moment that you didn't want to carry on living and you've asked God to kill you? And you've come to a point of such a depression that you wanted to end it all? If it hasn't happened, I'm sure there'll be a time. Don't rush. It may happen. Even the believers, it's come a point that they lost all hope and didn't want to carry on living. Elijah was a strong spiritual man. He was one of the heroes of faith. And he was doing a lot of miracles. And he was a very uh, courageous person. But there was a time in his life that he went on top of a hill and someone who was so strong became so weak and lost all hope and said, Lord, 
take my life now. Because I cannot carry on living. Isabel It says um, Isabel is after me, Isabel. Yeah. And he's uh, finished all the other prophets. Yes, It's only me who is left. And now it's after me. Just take my life. I don't want to carry on living anymore. And he, he was in a deep depression. You can, you can read his story later. But the Lord starts speaking to him. Forty days he stayed in the presence of the Lord. And the Lord of hope. With very gentle voice started speaking to his heart. And then he shows him that he is not alone. Not just me, I am with you anyway. There is 7,000 people who have not bowed in front of it. He showed the destiny of Isabel. And then he lifts Elijah up. And not only he doesn't uh, die, but he takes him away. Um, in his glory. At that time, when you think that you have no hope and you want to die, even in that time, there is hope for you. In Iran, I know this person who yeah, he was a driver of a big truck trailers. Yeah. He had a very, had a lot of depression. He had a lot of difficulties in his life. And then one day he was driving through the desert. It was a sloppy uh, road he was going up. And he decides that to end it all, he, he decides to go up the hill and then let it go so that he can crash and die. He had decided his last decision. And, and he had come to his last point and he was going to do it. And he had written his will. It was in the middle of the night. And as he was driving up and it had come to that uh, cliff when he was going to throw himself down. He changes his gear. Yeah, and then he um, touches the radio by mistake. Radio, radio starts. And that moment, the Lord had, had arranged this so that a, a Christian channel has come up. And somebody was speaking. And what was he saying? Whoever is listening to this message, maybe you have lost all hope and your life. You don't want to carry on living anymore. Maybe you're thinking of killing yourself and you have lost all hope. 
Maybe you're in your house. Maybe you're in a desert. The Lord is telling you this. Even on that very difficult moment, there is hope for you. Jesus Christ, he is the ultimate hope. The Lord, in a very, in an amazing way, speaks to this guy. And he realizes that this is not just the radio, this is the voice of the Lord. The Holy Spirit had arranged this so that the radio was on that channel and the way that and then give that message to this guy. On just that moment, he senses the presence of the Lord, stops the car. It was in the middle of winter. Comes down. And it was in the middle of the night, very dark. 45 minutes, he screams. He screams and cries. And he receives the revelation of Jesus. And the Lord meets this guy, gives him hope. And the Lord saves him. And in that desert, he gives his life to the Lord. He is one of the leaders of our house churches. I have met this guy. Do you know who he's working with? For those, he works for people who have come to the end of their lives. Suicidal people. And he works amongst them. So there is hope for all of us. If you have family of difficulties that hasn't been solved, if you have difficulties with your children, if you are worried about the salvation of your family members, if you have financial or physical needs, for all of those there is hope. I believe in a God then when we come to the last point hope, he starts on that point when we come to a point where we have uh, you know, exhausted every uh, solution that we could think of it is a very good point on that point it's a good place to be to come to the end of yourself because that's when God starts when we finish doing whatever we thought the Lord starts his bit when we cannot solve something through our knowledge and our experience isn't good enough to solve a problem and even though you've been a believer for a long long time you still cannot find a way out of that the counselors don't have a solution for you and our financial situation doesn't help our and we fasted and prayed and nothing helps anymore prayers and fasting is a means to an end but it is not the end we are not relying on our prayers and our fasting to get a result we are praying and we are fasting so that we can learn how to rely on our God. We are not relying on our spirituality. 
Եվ ասում եմ, երեխաները կերակուր կուզեն։ The children were sitting there We have nothing to give these children Then he says that just look and see whether you'll find anything for these children to eat. They go and look and they find two pounds. He says, give it to me. He, they think that um, he's going to sort of multiply it just like the fish and the bread. But he opens the window and throws the two pounds out of the window. Now, we don't have that either. Nothing we have. Now we have to rely on the Lord completely. Sometimes the Lord allows us to be in that place where there is no hope. How many of you come to that point? You can have put your hands ah, up. Yeah. The Lord allows you to get to that point so that everything is It's shut to you, shut down. And that is the point that the God of hope intervenes. So give it all to the God of hope. We are going to speak to about God's different characteristics through the year. There is 12-13 of them that I've already prepared to, to talk to you about. But today, the Lord had put it in my heart to start with God of hope. We want to worship the God of hope and to rely on the God of hope. We'll ask Yvonne to to sing that song again. Jesus be our center. And let's pray from the bottom of our hearts. So let's, in every situation that we are in, let's rely on our God. Hallelujah. Let's pray this, uh, sing this song with faith. There is us. Hallelujah. Before we sing this song, let's pray. Hallelujah.
If you have come to an end of uh, anything, any situation that you are in at the moment, don't be surprised. Don't think that is unnatural. God wants to renew your hope. God wants you to, to teach you how to trust him. Let's with all our hearts, with all our souls, to put our trust in him alone. You are my hope, he says. Hallelujah. Whenever you have no hope anymore, I want you to bring that to the Lord. And say, Lord, I have, I'm tired of my struggles. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of even praying. 
իմ հույսը չեմ տրել տրանս վրա I'm not going to put my hope on them anymore. They were just means to an end. But not because of the prayers and the fasting that I've done. But because of your mercy, Lord. Because of your power, Lord. Your faithfulness, Lord. You answer my prayer. When everything seems impossible, you've said that if I believed, for believers, everything is possible. You are God of miracles. Everything that you've got in your life today, that has, has made your heart grow cold. Bring it to the presence of God now. And just leave it for him. And give it to him and say, God, I want you to intervene. I want you to be the only hope I have in this point in my life. Let's pray so that the Holy Spirit will, will make the God of hope known to us more. So that we can get to know the God of hope better. Let's pray together. If you, have, and you are in this situation, then please join me in this prayer. Any of you who, oh God, God of impossibilities, God who uh, intervene at the last moment, when everything is just finished, your way is open. When we are, we don't know what to do anymore. You know what I should be When we lose our strength, your strength carries on. When everything seems impossible, you say, it is possible for me. When we finish our part, your part begins. When everything is bleak, in that darkness, your light shines. In our weakness, your strength shows. You are our hope, our Lord. With all our hearts, we rely on you. And we praise you. Amen. We praise you. Hallelujah. Amen. You're my brothers and sisters, hope. Let it be Today, let all of us put our hope in him. And with hope, leave this building. God of hope. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Parkasato. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Let the grace of our God, Lord God, and the love of our God, and the fellowship of our Holy Spirit, be with us all. Amen. Amen.